This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Hi, I'm here with Mandy Elfson, Hands Off CEO, and we're going to talk about business intuition and how you connect to light and how that might be difficult, and also several other interesting things. In particular, Mandy has been using these techniques in marketing and sales in her business. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Michael. So I know you, you mentioned in our online forum that you had created a new Scale to Freedom kit for your business. And you use your intuition to help with that. And I'd love to hear more about that. Yes. So I asked myself the question and something that I I have taken your your advice on, you know, the, the question of what would it take? And I took it further than just thinking about it and actually started journaling about it because for me, I'm visual and I hearing it, imagining it in my mind doesn't work nearly as well as sitting down with a pen and paper and just writing it out because all sorts of ideas come to my mind um, that otherwise wouldn't come. So I wrote this question down. And so I looked at it and writing it. So it really got me in touch with, in touch with all the senses. I think what really made a difference. And I asked what would it take to, to joyfully and, and profitably fill my scale to freedom program in January. Mm. And what came? Because so what came to me was to let go of some of the things that I knew would probably work, but would really be stressful. Like, um, Facebook ads in the past, they've been successful. I've, I've been able to, to make them work, but it's, it, it has, it's been very stressful because, um, the people don't quite have it. They don't have the relationship with me. So they're, it's, it's, it's more stressed to be having these interactions. Mm. And I'm finding that, and I found that a very, a much higher percentage dropped out before the program started in the past. So really it, it ended up causing a lot of problems for me versus clients that I had found through my connections or through who had been on my list for a while or through a joint venture or something like that. Those kind of clients, like virtually no one dropped off. So like I knew that there was something that was off. So, so anyway, I really let go of that, even though I'd had so many of my very intelligent, smart colleagues say, this is what you're going to need to do. You need to do this. And I just was able to let go of that and say that I I need to take a different approach. Um, And that's not to say I'm never going to do Facebook ads again, but I'm going to definitely do it differently. And I, I, anyway, this just, I know it's what I need to do right now. So what, what came to my mind was to put together something that I had been thinking about doing, which was like putting together um, uh, some CEO roundtables which the whole objective was to put together a number of people in a room, you know, six figure businesses that um, there are people who, who have successful businesses who have the same kind of problem that they want to come and talk about it. And it's going to do a few things for me, gives me market research um, referrals. So people who want to come to this group, so if I have clients, it's a really good way to, to engage with, with clients that maybe I haven't talked to for the past six months and they can come and show up. And then it's an opportunity for them to give me referrals to other people who might want to join. So it's a great way for me to just reach out to, to, to someone in, in like in, in a, a way that I'm just giving all I'm doing is giving. And then they're getting an opportunity to have um, to, to, to get a, a glimpse of what it would be like to work with me. Mm-hmm. And, and what's possible in their business and it's in it's a leveraged way. But anyway, I was, I wasn't sure what to do with that. I, the intuition had kind of taken me a little bit, it helped me develop that idea a little bit and helped me connect with the right people who helped me re- refine that idea, who, who had more experience with it than I did. So when you said but, intuition helped you connect with those people, what, how exactly was that experience? Did you like hear voices? Did you just get a knowing? How were you getting that information? Well, 
how it was happening is, and, and one thing I found that makes intuition work a whole lot better is taking action. And if I'm not taking action, I can just pretty much, it's like shutting off the tap completely. Mm. And that, that's something that I've learned. And when I'm taking action, then what happens, it seems like I get, I, I, um, a next opportunity opens up and then the next opportunity opens up and they're just in line with the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I, and I'm really feeling that direction. And then I'm, you know, an experience happened. I remember telling you about this actually, that I just, I just got a really sick feeling about this other opportunity. It looked like a really great opportunity, but it just didn't feel right. I mean, I physically felt ill about it. Mm. And, um, it was something that should have been like a really great opportunity, but it just like, it just didn't feel right at all. Mm. And I, it, 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 it helped me make the decision faster. And in the past, I might've gone through with it, just letting my mind. So this, this uh, other opportunity on, on paper and rationally looked like a great opportunity. Yes. And your body felt physically ill contemplating it. And you took that as a message from your intuition that, no, this is not exactly. right for me at this time. And exactly. In, exactly. And, and in the past, you'd have done it and something, it wouldn't have worked out the way you wanted it to or, or you'd have had trouble right. with it. It would have been a struggle. Right. And and there's there's been times in the past, too, where I felt that way about it. And it, it looked it, intellectually, it looked like a really great win. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, and I went with what uh, my intuition said, don't go with this. And then, you know, afterwards, like my mind was able to piece together things that I didn't see before. And I realized why it wasn't a good fit. And, so that, you know, I, haven't, very, I think that's a key thing for people listening to get, because I'm imagining that many people listening their their business probably does run as a bit of a struggle. And maybe they are getting the same messages you get, perhaps in a more subtle way. And just like our young, you, I had the same experience too, Mandy, that, you know, I would do things that seem to make sense on paper, but then they were a lot of work to do or a lot of struggle. A lot, a lot, you know, they didn't work out easily. And being able to hear your intuition saying, hey, just go in this direction, this direction. It's a very subtle message sometimes. You know, it's like the little GPS volume has been turned down in your car and saying, wrong way, turn a new direction required. And you like, if you've got the music turned up in the car, you don't hear the message. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that, that, is a, that is a good point you make about all the other, you have to turn down the volume on everything else. And that's where listening to your intuition of what to say no to, I think is really important because as I've done that, it like, I don't find that it's a really s- small voice anymore. It's, it's a much more, mm-hmm. is a bigger guiding power. The more I've used it, it seems like mm-hmm. even just in the past few weeks, that muscle has gotten stronger and stronger to mm-hmm. the, to the point where I was putting together the, the, that scale to freedom kit that I was going to be putting, putting together to give um, as, as like a gift and as an opportunity for people who are really interested in working with me to, um, to get a lot more understanding about what the program is. And it really filled in all the gaps where what was missing in my sales process before, where I just didn't feel as authentic about it. And I didn't feel like it was delivering as much value as it could. And it, it added a tangible element that was missing before and yeah. also connected all of the where I can shine the best. I used to be a designer and I'm also a, a 3D artist. So for me, creating a tactile experience for my clients is right in line with um, what I'm about. So that's important to me. And that's been something that has been left by the wayside in my business. And I, I'm really, really excited for that to become part of what I do now. Mm. So I, I want to loop back to so you said when you take action on the intuitions you get, that that's, makes the voice of intuition become louder or you get clearer messages because that seems important too um, because it, it's so easy to like hear this kind of thing but then not take action. And you're saying right. it's important when you get an intuitive message, go with it. Well, and I'm just learning to trust this more now. And I think that for me, it solidifies it when I'm writing it down. And it's, and then I can kind of go through and kind of check things off as I'm doing them. But that, that's been a real challenge for me, too. It's just like knowing, like getting intuitive messages and not acting on them. Mm. And then 
not not really implementing them to the effect and it's just really easy to get so like you'd be in the middle of this project and you want to keep moving it forward but at the same time you have all these other things you need to be doing so how to prioritize that to be able to keep things going is almost like in some ways I've wondered I'm like oh I mean maybe I need to turn this tap down a little just because I can't <laughs> implement it all at the moment right. <laughs> so I guess what I'm what I'm experiencing is that there is an abundance of of clear messaging for you when you're open to it. Absolutely. And as open as open are you there? I mean, you know, your intuition loves you and wants you to succeed and she's there ready to give you these messages, but only if you want to to take action and listen is is that's when you know, I mean it's just like if you were mentoring someone, right? You'd mm-hmm. pay far more attention to them if they took actions and listened to you instead of tuning you out and ignoring what you said <laughs> it just makes right sense. and you know where this has been i i something this has really solidified this for me earlier on this year and maybe this is why i'm so receptive at, at this time and real and just just really um jumping on and and give giving it all i can with this approach is that earlier on in uh in the spring i was I was running things in my business and things were going pretty well. And I, I had a, a, um, I, I had a good amount of clients at the time and I was looking at starting another program and it just like everything I was trying, it just wasn't really working out. It just didn't really have a good reason. And like, I had this, and part of it was that like, there was, there was something underlining that was just kind of eating at me uh. that, um, that I needed to step back and like, and I kind of felt like greedily. I'm like, no, no, I don't, I, I don't know that I could do this. And it was there's such a conflict of interest that like, I wanted to continue on because I said that I was going to do it, you know, to myself, I wanted to like, hold like hold myself to the integrity that I said I was going to do it. So I'm going to do it. But also there was this thing that I just knew that I needed to step away and I didn't really know why. I knew that I needed to spend more time with my kids for the summer. I needed to know I needed to be there for my family this summer, but I didn't really understand why, why I needed it so much and why it was so important, mm. but I listened to it oh, wow. and what I right. decided, I, I listened to it. Well, and what was really happening was that the, the, these, this, this feeling I was getting was actually getting to the point where it was making the work that I was doing not very joyful. And mm. when I was working directly with clients, that was joyful. I enjoyed it. But everything else about my business, I was just, it was wearing me down. And there wasn't a very good reason for it. Just, just other than just this general feeling of that I knew that I needed to step back and I didn't really want to, mm. which was hard. So, um, I, but, 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 so I, I made the decision and I stepped away and I, I was fortunate that, we, that I had some clients, some, some, uh, the engagements that were kind of all ending at the same time. And one, I, I ended a little bit earlier because it was in both of our best interests to end it earlier. And what I had is this big open space over the summer where I did very little work, except for maybe just a little bit of writing here and there. And it, what came, I didn't realize was coming. Um, so I, I had moved I had moved houses, which was a much bigger deal than I thought it was going to be. And it turned out to be a, a very stressful situation for a number of reasons. I, I couldn't have foreseen that. And I also had, we had a new member of our family come. We, um, my, my niece came to, came to live with us. So we, we've become her guardian now. And, and she's a teenager. And we didn't know that this was going to happen. And had I been continuing on in the path that I was going, I wouldn't have had bandwidth to move. I wouldn't have bandwidth to be there for my kids. I wouldn't have been had bandwidth to uh, really be there for my niece in the way she needed it mm. when she first came. Why? And you didn't know any of this when you decided. I didn't know any of this. I had no idea. I just, I just knew that there was this itching feeling that I needed to, to step away and I had no idea why, but, um, it, but my life was just so chaotic over the summer and I had no idea. And I, I almost broke and my grandfather died too, by the way, oh, wow. <laughs> that was another thing. So like, and that was like in the same week that my niece was supposed to come and then we had just moved. 
And like all of these things happened at once. And I, I mean, I was at a point of breaking already um, wow. because there was just so much happening at one time that was just kind of out of my hands. And um, it was really great. All these things were really great things. I mean, even my grandfather passing on, he was old. It was time for him to go. But it it was a lot to manage. And had I been managing all of the business on top of that, mm. it, it would not have been good for me. It would not have been good for my clients. It would not have been good for my family. Wow. And um, I averted a major, major crisis in my life and in my business by listening to my intuition. That is amazing. So, right. And I love how you trusted it, even though you didn't understand why you were supposed to take off the summer. Uh, you went with it and you created that space uh, and you only understood later why it was so important this year. Right. And I, I also knew that there was something I, I needed. I knew that there needed to be some changes, too. And I didn't know what it was going to be. So I just kind of I approached things with an open mind for how it was going to, to, to be happening. And what's been fantastic is that I have come back renewed to my business and it's just so much more exciting and I'm loving it. And I have a whole new le- level of energy and um, mm. it's, 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 it's been great too because I've added art back into the mix, which I hadn't been, I haven't been doing art for a number of years. My, I do ceramics and it's just been really fantastic to add that in. And I know that I, I knew that I needed to add that in and I just signed up for a class. I had no idea how I was going to make this work with my business, with my family, with all the responsibilities I have, but I have made it work extremely well and it has added so much to my creativity. And, um, I feel like I have more space in my life, even with more stuff that I'm doing, if that makes sense. Right. And so that was another benefit you got from taking this time off. that You didn't know you were going to get. Yes. And I've said that I've been doing that for, uh, that I would be doing that for a while. And doing ceramics is not one of the things you can just kind of do for an hour or two here. It's like, it's a whole process where you have to either do it or not. Mm. And so for me just to like go in and say, I'm doing this and everything else is just going to come around this. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do this for years, get back into it for years. And I, but I knew I needed to do that. And I think that, that intuition really was driving that, that I knew that it was time. I yeah. knew it was time for me to reconnect. My long art sabbatical was done over <laughs> with. <laughs> right. So it sounds like you're an expert at trusting your intuition at this point in your life and business. Um, whereas in the past, you, you didn't really trust those intuitive messages. And I'm kind of curious how you... You know, I'm sure other people listening would love to be able to get intuitive messages that help them live their life and run their business with ease like that. Um, But they're not quite sure how to get from where they are now, where they, you know, they sort of know there's intuitive messages coming in, but they're not, they'd be a little nervous to trust it. So I wonder if you we can speak to that. So I've I've definitely had this problem. I I don't think I would say I'm an expert at it at all at all. I think I have a lot of room to grow, but I think that it's, it's having this conversation with you though. It's, it's making me, it's confirming that I am better at it than I thought. And that one of my, one of the things that it's been hard for me is that is, is where this fits in with my overall spirituality and with, within my religion and, and how that, how that all works. Mm. Tell us more and about I think, that. Well, so I think that it's it's been hard for me to kind of have some of the same feelings of spirituality that I would have relate to, you know, my my relationship with God and my maker to um, how I run my business. It's just like, as I, I know it, it's all connected. I know everything's all connected, right? And the source comes from one, one place. That's what I believe. But at the same time, it's the disconnect, just like how does this apply to business? And it just didn't really make a lot of sense. So I think that I was holding myself back Mm. for that reason and not sure I could trust it. Mm -hmm. So that's just been a, that's just been a barrier that I, that I've had. Mm. So 
So, I mean, you know, my view is that spirit or God or universe or whatever you want to call it is in everything and everything does include your business. And my view on it is that this energy or, or whatever, you know, the problem with using the God word is it's kind of a loaded term for a lot of people. Right. Um, so that's why sometimes we use different words. Um, and, you know, people put different meanings on it. But my, my view is it's in everything and it wants to create and expand through everything and experience itself through different people, different animals, plants, businesses, everything. And, you know, your business is just a valid expression of the divine spirit as a geranium or your child or, you know, anything else. So. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So it, it's just a spiritual to have a business and have money. You know, money is also a spiritual expression. You know, that's something I had to work on in the past. You know, there's that. I, I used to have that misconception that now I'm, gonna, I'm now going to give the misquote from the Bible that uh, money is the root of all evil. You probably know the correct yes. quote on that. The, the the love of money is the root of all evil, yeah. right? and there's a big difference between saying money is the root of evil, right, which makes all money nasty and you shouldn't touch it. Right. This is love of money, which I would interpret to mean greed, right, and going right. to money to, to the expense of everything else as the root of evil. So I think a lot of people get confused on that. And then that gets mixed up in business, and we sort of think, oh, working in business is somehow not spiritual. And yet it can be very spiritual and satisfying. And I think you're right on that. And I feel like I'm moving closer to that in my business by removing a lot of crap that has not adding joy and has not been adding joy to my life. Even mm. it, and the, the biggest enemy, I think are all of these, like really all these experts out there saying, you should do this, you should do that. And like, you know what, for some people, they really should, it, it will be great for them. But, um, it's, 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 it's hard because I've kind of gone after that. I go after things of like, all right, this is a proven process system. It should work. You do X, Y, Z and it'll get this, but it doesn't always work that way for, mm-hmm. um, I, and I, I, it doesn't really make sense sometimes why it doesn't, mm-hmm. but the and I'm really into systems and making things work that way, but I think it's really important to understand if this system is right for you, right for yeah. your life, and right for your business. Absolutely. And that's something that I try to. I I, I think that the, it, you know it's great to have systems in your business, and it's good to look at what systems other people have, and you often they need tweaking or adjusting to fit you. Yes. I mean, there's a similar concept I use, which uh, the the phrase is, is, if she can do it, I can do it. In other words, if someone else is in business and they're succeeding at marketing or sales or getting their accounts done easily or whatever the thing is, I can copy what they do to to do it. Um, And then I may need to tweak the steps to work for me and my business. You know, it's not enough to right. just copy what someone else successful does. You've got to adjust it to fit yourself. Just like, you know, when you come back to earlier in the conversation, you said you were using Facebook ads, but they weren't working for you at that time because the leads you got, you didn't have a strong connection with. Um, you know, that's something that other people use for their businesses successfully. But for you, you realize, no, this doesn't quite work for me now. I need If I'm going to get that to work, I'd have to tweak with it. Right. And. And I do, and it and it has worked. It, I mean, I have had really good clients from it. It's just the amount of stress that's required to do the screening mm-hmm. it was not adding joy to me. And it, like you said, it needs to be done in a different way and at a different time. I, and I'm and I am very clear right now that that time is not this quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. So. Coming back to, we mentioned marketing and sales, and you said you've been using your intuition to help you with that. I, I'm kind of curious what you've done there and how you've used what would it take or other intuitive tools. 
So, so one of the biggest things that that I was mentioning was just the, that, that, that scale to freedom kit that I was mentioning, that is an integral, that's going to be an integral part of my sales process that was missing before. So when you're looking at a sales process, you know, taking a look at where the breakdowns are, you know, where are you losing people that, uh, and, and for me, it's, it's quite sad when I lose someone, not because like I'm really that attached to them being in the program or not, but there's some people who, you know, they weren't able to get past that fear mm. and it's too bad because it, the, the work that I do is so transformative that it's just, it really changes people's lives and, you know, I was just talking to a past client of mine that I've worked with before. And, and I just, I just heard from him that he, his wife is now staying at home and they have a new baby in their, in their family. And that, that that's their, their third child. And they would not have been able to do that in the same way. If we wouldn't have worked together, he would have been continuing to work until two o'clock in the morning, sometimes through the night, really stressed out. And it causing some some rifts in his, in his relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I really feel terrible when, and I don't, maybe that's even a strong word to use, but like I really feel sad when there's someone I know that I could help and that really should be in the program, and they want to, but they just weren't able to help. They weren't able to make that that leap, mm-hmm. and. And if it's because there was a step missing in my sales process that helps them really visualize it for themselves, then that's something that I can do about it. And that's something that I I feel like um, intuition has helped me fill in a way that is, it really adds joy to the whole process of me doing sales and marketing so that it's not, it's not drudgery. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's something that I can look forward to and be excited about. So you mentioned an example where you saw a piece that you were using in marketing, the Facebook ads, and, it, you know, you, you just got, you should use something different right now. Do you, do you have some mm-hmm. examples the other way where you, like, got inspiration to do things that worked for you? Or? Well, the... The, I, the the one one of the things that has worked for me really well was that and I'm trying I'm going to look through my my book real quick to see what was I wrote I wrote a question down of um, what would it take to put together a actually this was no this is, I I wrote out this question several weeks ago now that I can and it has taken three weeks for it, the whole thing to come together where. I fleshed out this simple marketing plan that I was working on. I, w- I wanted to have a simple marketing plan that I could take action on, feel excited about, and you know, feel joyful with, and that's profitable. Mm-hmm. And th- I know that's a whole lot to say in one sense, but that's really what I was looking for. And and I put that intention out, mm-hmm. and it's been something that's been developing for a few weeks, right? Mm. But just the, just the other night. I wrote up this whole marketing plan and it was the most succinct detailed plan that I ever have written, but it was detailed in the right areas and it was just the, the, the right key performance indicators came to me. So I knew exactly what needed to go down there mm. and it, I, I knew exactly how I needed to be tracking it so that it, I would be able to take action on it. So it, it, it helped me realize, okay, this is, this is, I need to, I, I need to, that if, if I, if I want to have 10 people in this program and, um, I, I then I need to, to be sending out 30 of these kits to mm-hmm. send out 30 kits. I need to have 50, 50 um, conversations or somehow live conversations with people that could be a group format. And to have that, I needed to, to be talking to 200 people live mm. wow. in, in some so- kind of, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a yeah. great plan, but what's really great is how it came to you easily, and it was clear that this was the right thing to do right now. That, that, that's exactly it. So, and I'm going, breaking I'm, down this. What I'm curious about is how, go into more of how this came to you. Like, if someone was like, wow, I really wish my marketing came to me that easily, what are some things they could do that would help their intuition tell them what would work for them? 
Well, for me, I was really clear on that I wanted a marketing plan that was simple and that I wanted to know exactly what I, what actions I needed to take to get the result that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so the funny like, thing is, is that size that point. So you got real clear what you were asking your intuition for. So yes. I think that's a really important point. It's like if, if you want your car's GPS to take you to a destination, you need to put in an accurate address that you want to go to. <laughs> Otherwise it will be giving you messages, but it'll be vague directions turn left here turn right there and isn't going to get you anywhere you want to go so the same with intuition exactly and and part of this has been patience too and just taking taking the the next action the next action the next action and and um writing out some of the low points where i was feeling discouraged so um the so what this has really led to me since i asked that initial question was um help from a number of my colleagues who are really smart, brilliant people. Some of them, I couldn't pay them for this information that they gave me because they just, mm. they just don't work with you know, But, but because I was able to add value because you know, the relationships that I have, they've, um, they, they just have fallen in place and helped me fill in the gaps. Mm. And really what I'm realizing was that there was a certain amount of information that had to be gathered and, asking that the intuition led me to know these are the people I need to talk to. Even if I didn't make the plan out ahead of time, it was just, it, it didn't all come at once. It came step by step by step. And then all at once the plan came out where I knew exactly what I needed to, what actions I needed to take to get the results that I want. And I'm extremely confident with this. And what happened is I put this plan together and I printed it up and I have an action step of every single day. I'm writing, you know, what number I'm actually showing where my tracking is Mm. for, for my, my, I'm tracking these key performance indicators on paper. It's right on my desk. That works for me. Mm. And I know how close I am to my goals. I know that if I keep on writing this, that, um, you know, I have, I have X number of events planned, you know, I have X number of events actually done. So I know that there's the, the number of, um, participants in my program are going to be growing if I do those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have to stress about it. I just do those actions. And the, the funny thing is, is that I know how to do this. I train people how to do this, but it's been difficult for me to like really put the details in myself and, clear away all of the extra stuff and get crystal clear on exactly what I needed to do. And, um, when I, you know, ask this intuitive question, you're like, you know, what is it, what would it take for me to know exactly what I need to be working on tomorrow? Um, that's where this whole plan came out. It came out with within, um, within just like about 20 minutes, maybe not even that long, but that's, that's been, that's a, very that's a powerful, lot faster. That's a very powerful application of what would it take? Can you say that? What would it take again? So people can hear it. So what would it take for me to know exactly what I need to be working on tomorrow to move this forward as quickly as possible? I love that. Or maybe it wasn't as, maybe it wasn't as quickly as possible, but d- d- because what was happening is I was getting bogged down with all of the actions I was taking like that I, I knew I was led intuitively to be taking action on putting together this kit, but man, like so many things that have to be done from the writing and the editing and laying it out and, and knowing what, what I need to be focusing on. So now I'm just like, all right, breaking this down. I know I need to focus on this. This means that I'm not doing the design. I'm not doing this. And, and um, of course I know I shouldn't be doing these things, but sometimes it's easy to get caught up with things that you know how to do and, um, it forces me to get an editor to edit it instead of like me sitting there trying to figure out where my errors are. And I, I know better than to do that, but still here I, you know, you get get caught up with it, but with this clarity, it's not allowing me to get as caught up because I know the things I need to focus on and it's helping me implement the rest. If Mm. that makes sense. It does. So I, I just want to point out to, to people listening to this that you not just asked what would it take to get this task done, but you added qualifiers in. What will it take for it to be easy and fast or whatever exactly you added in uh, to it? And that's a great technique because that filters down the, the information you get from your intuition 
to just be things because your intuition could probably tell you a million different ways you could get that task done, right? But right. you're kind of like filter. It's like when you're searching on Google, right? You you could search for something really generic like food, or you could say, "I want Chinese food," or "I want Chinese food in this part of town," right? You kind of narrow down the search, right. you get clearer results. So by qualifying what would it take with the qualities you want of, of the thing you're you're creating, you get your intuition can help you out more with that. So that is a great method. Absolutely. <laughs> And I also, yeah, well, I also love how you not just got what you wanted, but you got to create it with ease, you know, and it, it like, because that's something that's so important that our businesses run easily and joyfully, or is to me. <laughs> well, and I've really been, I've really been embracing this probably in the past month. And this is something I've been embracing for a long time. You know, you and I have, have had conversations about this and I've taken, you know, the, what would it take? question and I've helped my clients integrate it into what they're doing. And that's how I, part of how I coach now, it's something that I, that I integrate into it just because it's such an effective tool to help people understand what it is that they needed to be doing and find the answers for themselves. And um, so they're using intuition and don't even realize it. Mm. So, but what I really noticed though, is since I've done this, the amount of ease has increased tenfold i've i've gone from trying to, to figure things out and it's being quite i don't want to say stressful but it just it's time intensive and there's a lot of questioning to um be being able to very efficiently make decisions um and feel more confident about them mm. can you talk more about the being more confident about them aspect and Yes, I, I think that what it's what it's really helped. What's helped me with being more confident about it is, is something I'm really familiar with because I teach people to do this. But this is this is just a clear process on how to get there. And what what that is is by eliminating like the, the one of the the fastest paths to, to ease and creating more freedom in your business is to eliminate things to get crystal clear on what outcome you want to create and eliminate a lot of things that are not contributing to that goal. And it's just incredible what that will do, but this is helping me know what to eliminate faster. And when you do that, then you have, it creates a clearing where you have more space for the things that do matter that you are committed to. And this is, it's just sharpening that for me. And I, and I, and that's, I don't know if that answers your, your question. And maybe I got a little off track there. I do that sometimes. That's okay. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> um, so using intuition as a tool to, to help you clarify your business, eliminate things that aren't bringing you joy, you know, faster. And I, I think of intuition right. as a tool, you know, it's not some mystic thing. I mean, we don't have to understand it to be able to use it. It's not like every business owner and entrepreneur understands how spreadsheets actually work at a code level, right? You just know you put the numbers right. in, they come out, it's a tool to help you run your business, right? Same thing with Absolutely. what would it take and intuition. You just have to understand how to use it and know that it will help you run your business easier. So Right. Absolutely. And, and my dream is in the world that, you know, in the future, you know, if you said to a, someone who had a business in the future, oh, uh, do you use intuition in your business? And they're like, oh, no, that's too confusing. I, I couldn't do that. You know, it would be like someone today saying, oh, no, we don't use spreadsheets in our business. You know, I, I don't allow them. It's just too wacky. You know, <laughs> be, right. It would be and nuts. That, that's quite a vision. That, that's quite a vision. Yes. Yeah, but I, I think it's an important vision because I, my feeling is that businesses have got more confusing and more information is coming in and the technology is changing quicker. It, it's just not possible to do things the old-fashioned way anymore. You know, you can't just do stuff through logic and rational decisions. It just doesn't get you quick enough to where you want to go. And, you know, this in this shift, it could be a really good thing because – the best way to get people to change is to is a, 
a really big force that forces them to change, that, that really makes them change. And, you know, humans aren't so good at just deciding to um, make a change without some kind of pressure. I, I would say that is often true. And what would it take for each of the people listening to be able to make a change in their business without having a crazy crisis pressure applied? I think that's a great question to ask. And I, I love that. I, I'm not, and I don't necessarily think that it's, that it's, uh, it's that it's not possible that it's just, it's the, the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones who can let go of that, that need to be pushed in that direction and just choose to do, choose to do it, choose to make the best decisions for their business and be led in the direction that, um, that is really supportive of the life that they want to create instead of, saying, well, I have to do it because this is how it's done. This is what my clients expect of me. This is what my employees expect of me. Just throwing that out the window and saying, this is what I want to create. And what um, are the actions I need to take to get there? And I think that intuition is a great tool to help you know what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And to let you know quickly and to give you really good shortcuts to, to create ease in your business, create more money and create more success so that you can reach more people. Because I think most people who have businesses, really they're there to, you know, they want their business to help other people solve their problems. And if we play right. small and don't expand this, uh, using our intuition, we're really not helping out everyone else who could be helped. think you're spot on there, Michael. <laughs> well, <laughs> is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up, Mandy? No, I think, I think that, that, that about covers it. It's, uh, it's been, it's, it, this has been a very eye opening even for me to, to see how far I've developed in this, even in the past little while. It's amazing. Um, you know, I, I felt guided in what we were talking about. So, you know, I think that, in some ways, I, you know, I'm writing a book right now on business intuition, and it sometimes feels like the book is writing me and not me writing the book. Um, I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. had that experience. Something just no, I haven't. Come. Something just seems to want. Well, I think that marketing kit you created it wanted to come out, and you let. Yes, it come I out. actually did feel that way. Yeah, that, that's exactly what had had happened. You're, I think you're right on that. Yeah. yeah. And, and on a larger scale, when we're aligned with our business and listening to our intuition, our business wants to come out and flow through us. It's not that we have to force it to come into the world. It's like the business was just waiting there, ready to come. And we are the right person and we have the right team together to help bring it into the world. So, yeah, that's a great thought. Yeah which I, I'm going to leave people with another concept here related to that. If you can accept that perhaps your business or your marketing kit or your book or whatever it is, is out there already and you're the conduit to bring it into the world. What about if you asked your business, you know, what does it need you to do today to help it come into the world a little bit more? So that's kind of similar to what we were doing earlier with what would it take, but you can connect with the energy of, of whatever creation you're bringing in and, and ask it for advice. Ask what does it want to do today? Yeah, that's, that's really an interesting question to ask. Yeah, it might give you a different perspective. And, you know, you can decide what you're going to do in your life and your business. You don't have to obey your marketing kit or your business. But, you know, ask it for its opinion. <laughs> you know, it, it probably knows what, what's coming better than we do. And just an interesting perspective. So if people wanted to find you, Mandy, where, how would they find your business and you? Well, my business, you can go to handsoffceo.com. And if you go to handsoffceo.com forward slash power hour, 
then there's a great resource there for uh, a simple strategy to, you know, when I, when I was talking about eliminating and it goes a little bit further into how to find 20 to 40 extra hours per month that you can use to get, get your life back as you're scaling up your company. So, um, I think that there's some strategies there that go right in line with, um, what we're talking about with creating more ease in your, your, your life and in your business. Fabulous. Well, thanks so much for sharing that with everyone. And thanks so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. All right. Thanks, Mandy. That was wonderful. You do so well in interviews. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, yeah, so do I. I kind of turned on my <laughs> voice when we clapped. <laughs> I did notice that. that. That's fine. Well, um, my pillow supported me. Yes, pillow supported you. I love it. The sound is really good too, by the way, just for future reference. Oh well, I'm I'm using that again. I'm totally using it. It looks ridiculous, but like it, it works. But but well, we'll see how it comes back. But um, yeah, I'm glad that was a very fantastic tip. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned it from other podcasters. I went to some podcasting meetup at DCBKK, and I haven't seen you at DCBKK. I don't think because maybe that's not your thing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, for me to fly across the world, I have to be presenting. That's what I have to do. So, well, what would it take for you to present? I, I, an invitation. That's what it would take for me to present. What would it I will, take I will come you get an invitation? Um, I, I need to ask some influential people to, uh, to to give me a good word, I guess. Yes. Cough, cough, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do that. I, I love speaking and delivering and it's stuff. Very I mean, easy. I, I can... I'm managing to present. I just, um, you know, they're very lax about letting people give meetups, you know, and they're just and as effective did... as anything else you do there. And actually, that might be a better way to than doing like a keynote because it might because um, what I have to offer isn't necessarily going to be the right for everyone there. Yeah. So doing meetup might be better, more intimate, and right kind of within the, the feel of what I what I do, and, like my my group. The other thing I get that you could consider is what if you offered a webinar on the DC, which I think you may have done in the past. I forget. Um, just so that people can see, yeah, she's skilled at doing this and you get good feedback and then it makes it easier to make the ask to present at an event. So offering a webinar like... Um, a value-packed webinar. It's not a sales webinar. It's like you, you're giving however much time of tips and how to do this or case study. I don't know what you do, but I'm sure you can imagine this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I, like I have Peter, something in mind Peter, that I could do. Peter Shankman did some of those last this year, right? And I know Tim uh, Colony has done them as well. So then, is this like a DC wide thing, or you just yeah. put a post up? You just put a post on that. DC saying, "Hey, um, I'm inspired to do a webinar on this subject," and um, you know, reply yeah. in the comments if you want to attend, and you know, include if you have questions, you know, if you have things you want me to cover in the webinar, put put them in the comments. The reason you have, you probably know this trick, but. The way DC posts work is every time someone comments, it bubbles right up to the top of the posts again. Right. And the more comments you yeah. get, the better. So you you use that to your advantage. But it also makes people more engaged. You know? Right. And, and also, no, I think that's a great you, idea. you hit up your friends privately in the DC and say, hey, please, would you reply to my post? <laughs> I think it's great. Well, and the reason why I think um, I haven't done the webinar thing was because I, I, I got Sam Carpenter to agree to do a webinar for the DC, Ooh. and I reached out to Dan. I reached out to a number of people, and like nobody was interested in coming. Like nobody commented on it, or I mean, there's like one or two, and I'm like, what? I can get Sam Carpenter for Work the System to come to a private like session with us, mm. and we can't. So that's why I'm just like freak, like oh. that's lame. So probably limiting the belief in my side. I, I I didn't execute it the like you were talking about. So yeah, I'm very good um. at promoting. So I'm happy to help you. And I wrote a post about th two or three years ago called "How to Pimp Your Post," 
mm-hmm. and it might be worth looking at that because it had a lot of it had some spiritual techniques in there too, by the way. Um, let's let's go to look that up. And um, actually, one of the intuitive exercises I did it outlined an entire post that I should put on in the um, DC, mm-hmm. and then I got the impression that I should also submit it to Forbes. Yes. So. Oh, and you got for <laughs> Forbes, right? You've been not yet, but I oh. no, I haven't. But I just got the impression that it, it would be good for Forbes. That I've never written for Forbes, but I'd like to. Yes. Well, what would it take? Um, well, I think fleshing out that post, but it's see that's hard because that was that's for for me that that's like one thing I want to do, but that's going to take me probably five hours to do that, and it's going to detract me from all these other things. I, what I saw was that. I was going to use that post as a way to like get get some more awareness up because I don't really toast a lot in the DC. And no, I think don't. <laughs> no, I don't I, I, at all. But um, but I, I've gotten clients from the DC and like still like there's so much goodwill that has happened and people talk talk me up even though I've never met them. So wow. I, I I mean I I've, I've gotten the, I, I have some some good results from being in that group, but. Um, and it, so I so anyway, I was going to do a post, and I'm like, I'm going to do like a, a, an offer because I thought I could get the you know, awareness built up around me, and then I do an offer for like ninety five dollar assessment, and that one actually I think I got like nine or ten sales last time when I did that. Wow! So, um, maybe it wasn't that. It was it was quite a few. It was quite a few. I was impressed with how many because like something that I typically would charge like three thousand dollars for for like. That it's a small piece of that, but I'm like, I'll just, I just, I took a sliver of it. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, those are some ideas. I'm not sure which is the right one to do because I can, I can only implement so many of them. Sure. Um, but uh, that, that's where one of the issues is like the abundance, like you get an abundance of ideas, but like at some point like, closing off the tap because it could just be too much, um, to implement all. I'm gonna. I'm um, just gonna. I, that's something we didn't get, dig into in the thing, and I think that would be good for me to write um, or talk about in the future. Like, you know, yeah. when you, that's a fear people have. Like, oh, if I really connect my grid, and I'm just going to be flooded with stuff, and I can't. I feel like I can't do it. All. And say that thing. What, well, and, say, and, I want you to say the sentence again. You said, you said you didn't want you were, you were concerned about it and. Well, you said it would become too much, no, but right? It would, it, it would, it, you know, the, and I guess, yes, well, what I was saying was that it, it, there's the, there's an abundance and it's, it's free flowing, but it's almost like, do I need to turn the tap off because it gives me more than I can implement? And even as I'm saying that, I'm realizing more than I could implement doing the way what doing what I'm doing, but what would it take for me to implement all of that without working more hours? Right. Yes. So, um, and that is possible. And I, I mean, and yeah, oh, I know I teach this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, <laughs> so anyway, and maybe, maybe I do need to do the post, but I just need to have, um, I, I need to pay someone a cup. I need to pay someone to help me write to, to yes. actually write it. Like exactly lay it out and someone else to write it. And, yeah. um, that, that could be a good use of my time. And I guess the issue has just always been like, you know, hesitant to invest money in something that like is untried and not knowing if I'm going to get the money back on it. So what would it um, take to know you would get the investment back? I guess just knowing that making a prediction about how many num- what how many people I need to hit to get um, like how many people I need to have within that sphere of influence to be able to then um, put out an offer and if I'm able to get one more person who buys the offer like the ninety five dollar offer mm-hmm. that would pay for someone writing it probably mm-hmm. right I'm like so, isn't that expensive to get. So, do you do you have any good writers that you like to work with? Um, I have. Um, I'm working on hiring a writer right now, but I've worked with someone in the DC who's he has an interview process, 
So I'm experimenting mm-hmm. with that. His name's Kamel Kaminsky, I think his name is, or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I haven't seen the, what he's produced yet, but he had a, he had a whatever, in-depth process. Um, right. And then I know Dustin Overbeck, he works, he has some writer stuff he uses. He has a thing where he just gives them bullet points and then they kind of produce the thing. Mm. Um, so that's where I am right now, but I am in the process of hiring an amazing writer, so I will probably know better. Uh, I do have someone on Fiverr who is great at editing. He's Canadian, and I gave him an uh, idea to edit, and he really improved it, you know, English-wise. Oh, could, could I have that contact? Would you Absolutely. be willing to share that with me? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, let me find it. Is that just five bucks? Like, he'll do – is, is it more than five dollars? Uh, I think it's five bucks a thousand words, and uh, and you can pay more. I I you can either have him just improve the English and grammar, or you can have him improve the style. And I paid an extra five bucks, so I paid him six. I paid him fifteen bucks plus the one dollars to Fiverr fee, um, mm-hmm. to do two thousand word. You know, clean up the English and improve the style. Um, that. That's great. Um, I need to do, I actually, that was, see, this is a perfect example of, like, I just had set the intention that from now on, I am going to have someone else edit my post before I send them out my, my emails, but I didn't know how I was going to be able to do that cost effectively. And this is an example of how putting that out there, it comes back. Like you just shared this person on Fiverr. Yeah. I just put it into the <sighs> Skype thing. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, so I, you know, I thought he was good. I mean, I've also worked with Lisa Duchette, if that's her right name, mm-hmm. um, if I'm pronouncing it right. And she does, she she does good work too as an editor. If you have something, I, I think she makes more sense if you have a bigger thing, but she will right. do any size thing. It it just costs more, you know. Um, okay. But I work with her on something, and I'm planning to give her a book to edit as well. Um, so well it's fantastic then this is good yes and I was in a and I do want you to be able to come to the Barcelona event or the the Bangkok event because I think you because, well it would be nice to see you but mainly because you put you would get so much when is the Barcelona event well this I'm year sorry, I, I talked over you that's okay it was it I think I I don't know if dates have been announced but last year it was in June and that was really good. That was a smaller event. You know, it was 150 people maybe. Mm-hmm. And it would be very easy to, to give a meetup of that, you know. I might be in Spain in June. Oh, well, perfect. No, <laughs> I know. That would be awesome. And, and also, you know, it's not that hard to quote fly. You know, you phrased it as I have to fly across the world, but it's like, where are you, San Francisco? You're on West Coast, right? Yeah, I'm a little stressed. In between San Francisco and LA. Okay, so I mean, that's an easy. You know, it's only like a 15 hour flight to Bangkok or whatever it is. <laughs> that hard, and you probably would yeah. get yourself a nice ticket. And you, if you chose to, you could do some writing or something else on the plane. It's not like it's lost right. time. No, it's it's not even that. It's just that it's 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 quite a production for me to be gone because my husband has to get certain time off, and if I'm going to be going across the world, I I want to go with him. I want to go yeah. with my kids. Yeah, bring them so, too. Several people. Maybe did I that. should. Several people. And did, you know Daniel what? Martin did that, and um, who else did that? Several people brought their families. Yeah, it's, a, it's nice well, for them to see a new place, and they get to enjoy it, and then they don't, you know, they. They're not away for a long time, you know. Right. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm definitely thinking that. I just I'd have to, I'd have to be speaking there to make it to make it worth my time to fly across the world. But I, I mean, I'd love to go there and everything. I'd like to go to Bangkok, so yeah. maybe I'll have to make that that this this part of be part of the thing to do. Well, I'm just I I I don't know. I mean, you phrase it however you want, and when you say fly across the world, it does make it sound so much harder to do. <laughs> Yes, I, I am putting up barriers, and I, I guess I don't need to do it. It's something I'm committed to do. Yeah. And uh, and it hasn't been something I'm committed to do until now, so I guess uh, 
So I'm, I'm more open to it. Yeah, we'll try. It sounds like if you're going to be in Spain anyway, I definitely go. Oh, yeah. Barcelona one makes sense because you're already there. And, uh, right. And then you can decide if you want to go to the other one or not, you know. Right. So. Yeah, well, that's cool. Thanks for mentioning that. You're and uh, I, I, I hope I was helpful for your interview. You were very helpful. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?